Hey everyone, happy belated Thanksgiving and welcome to In It For The Long Haul. I'm Lexi. And I'm Zeke. And as always, we provide the best couple's perspective on The Bachelorette. (laughs) This week is no different as we have a lot to say about this last episode before hometowns, our last regular episode of the season, which really flew by. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know if they've done this before, but we did go from eight men down to four men. Um, I think we were expecting down to five or six. Um, but yeah, they are, are hurrying us along to hometowns. Yeah, we didn't see any of the contestants get a second one-on-one date prior to hometowns. So, of course, we have our suspicions that Nate and Joe are the favorites, but there's no extra time to really confirm that. What we have to go off of is just the interactions that they've had up to this point, which are really strong. So, it is interesting, and it was a hard cut this week. It really, really was, and it definitely shook up um, who Zeke and I had our eyes on this whole time. Yeah, no kidding. Obviously, um, you know, you'll we'll, we'll talk about this more as we go as we go on in the episode. But we did lose some some favorites, and um, but we'll talk more about that uh, later on. And uh, let's just jump into it. Um, so the episode kind of begins with this um, this little segment that I think needs to become standard uh, for every episode. Um, they bring in some kids who. Uh, they say are Michelle's students. Now, I think much more than the ones in the previous group date where they had kind of the the classroom challenge, these ones actually seem like they're Michelle's students, right? Yeah, definitely. Not actors. I hope not. Yeah. And and I mean, I think maybe they're, if they are actors, they're definitely more aspiring actors than established ones compared to the last, (laughs) the last group of kids that we saw. These ones definitely seemed much more just like genuine kids. Um, They all had some personality and um I don't know if I got all their names down but um I remember that one of them was Luke I think he was he was everyone's favorite probably he was the little blonde one uh and he was precious sweet (laughs) and just the things he would say about what a husband needs to be like it was just beautiful I mean he's gonna make someone very happy one day oh I'm sure but as we all know, a child's opinion can be very, very powerful, which Michelle reminds us. And the kids walk in to the men and they're kind of lounging time in the morning and, and inform the men that they, the kids, they, they themselves are going to be planning all the dates for that week. Um, and so they're trying to find out who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. Same. <laughs> I am too. And so that was definitely a little telling for what we would see, but, um, I just have a couple things down here on this segment. Um, they they like Nate because he's tall. I think um, one of the one of the kids comments that he's tall and that would be good to play basketball with. I think that unfortunately for him, uh, that is not as much the case as one might hope for someone who's six eight. Uh, you know, we saw on the basketball group date that he wasn't quite so good. Um, but yeah, the. The, one of the girls uh, is talk, starts to talk about Martin and how she doesn't like Martin. He's showing off. He wears too much cologne. Um, not to just mention. Just getting bad vibes from Martin. Not to mention that he was completely sharing 
all of the intimate details of him and Michelle's romantic connection, which no fifth grader wants to hear about that. They are still believing in cooties, even though they know that this is a dating show. Like, focus on... Read the room. Read the room, yeah, Martin. It was it was somewhere between uncomfortable and creepy how he was kind of like, gather around, kids. Let me show you some of the intimate details. We've had some good intimate moments. And I just think that intimate is not a word in that context that you should be using or to think a topic that you should be talking about with fifth graders. No. And I loved that she said he wears too much cologne because he just looks like a guy that would wear too oh, much cologne. 100%. Um... I, I don't remember what the what the kid's name is, but the one the boy that wasn't Luke, he he has Rodney if he shaved his nipples, because uh, that was something that you know he was thinking probably about. That's that was kind of a funny little bit. And I mean, we're on the age of puberty at this point. For oh, them. for sure. And you gotta find the men in your life you can ask these trusted questions <laughs> yeah. to. So <laughs> and that's they, Rodney. Yeah, they they think Olu is warm hearted, which we definitely think yeah. have seen, and that's true. Um, and then kind of to wrap it up, they um, they kind of give Clayton his his opportunity to to kind of wow us and and like him for for his bachelor upcoming bachelor appearance and. Uh, he comes in with some pillows and blankets and they build a little fort and the kids really liked him. They were grilling him a little bit uh, with questions about if they'd kissed and he he was really good at, at handling and interacting with the kids. He was he was cute as well and um, just had some good some good interactions. This just felt really familiar to me. I felt warm towards Clayton. I just think that he is a good guy, would be a good dad. I think he's a good candidate for the bachelor as we know he's going to appear as the next bachelor it was just something that i'm used to seeing from like midwest missouri type reminded me a lot of you and how you interact with kids and get all excited and i just think it was really sweet i am super excited about clayton and i think um bachelor or not this is something that he would do and it was just a really wonderful scene. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this means anything, but we didn't really see any interaction between a few of the guys. I think uh, we didn't really see anything with Joe. Um, not much from Nate. Oh, the, they just talked about how Nate was tall. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we saw anything from Rick uh, or from Brandon. Brandon. So I think that I don't know if that there just weren't as good interactions to show. They you know, they, it was a pretty short. I mean, knowing their personalities, I think Joe and Rick are a little bit too quiet and too serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, if they end up becoming dads, they're going to have to figure out how to break that barrier with their mm-hmm. kids. And then Brandon, I just think he is a little bit too cool for kids right now. He's yeah, so wrapped I could up see, in himself. I could see him being pretty fun with them, but uh yeah it's hard to say we didn't get to see it but then the kids supposedly and obviously we know this isn't really what happened but the kids have come to a decision about who is going to attend the one-on-one date based on their impression and the first one-on-one date goes to Clayton uh and so they have planned for them a limo with a pizza party and some snacks this looks like something that a fifth grader would totally think of uh, as being the coolest thing ever. I agree. I think even younger than fifth grade, I went 
in a limo to the local pizza parlor because I like sold the most cookies for the Christmas sale or whatever and so it was one of the rewards and that was like the best day ever and so I would enjoy this now I think it's fun I think really letting out your inner child when you're on the first few dates with somebody is important because you got to build that fun side with them and let them know that it's there because as much as we try to hide it or not, we all have a little bit of child left in us and you might as well expose it to the person you're hoping to end up with long-term. Otherwise, um, it comes out in full force anyway. I think I was pretty honest that I am quite childlike still. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, And I think I probably showed you some some of my childlike moments as well yes (laughs) but uh they the limo whisks them away uh to a museum they get to kind of explore a museum after it's closed at night all to themselves i think it's like a natural history museum uh they get some big woolly mammoths to look at and there's just a bunch of different exhibits that they kind of interact with and it, it seems like that would be pretty fun to just run around a museum uh all by yourselves at night i think that would be cool oh yeah i was shocked nothing came to life but i didn't see ben stiller around so it was chill yeah no that's that's good if if <laughs> that would have been a fun cameo appearance um if he showed up uh, dressed as a dressed as a guard but um but yeah i think that really what was interesting about this this kind of first part of of this one-on-one was it seemed like they had a lot of fun and had pretty good chemistry together um clayton was showing off some dance moves at one point uh they had this thing where they had to catch butterflies uh and read little slips of paper that were conversation prompts um there were a couple of them here that i wrote down and maybe we could answer these questions for ourselves um so if you had to only have one holiday what holiday would you pick Mm, mm. well is it me right now uh yeah you right now okay then valentine's day because i can't oh. miss out on the romance fair i think i would have to pick probably christmas i love christmas christmas is just such a magical time of year yes i love being around our decorations right now as we record this so lovely yes um if you had a superpower what superpower would you choose i have never had a consistently good answer for this i think teleportation is the one that i um Mm. have said most frequently when answering this question but honestly hearing michelle's answer of healing i had never thought about that but I think that that is so amazing and would be the definitely hands down the best superpower. Yeah, I am right there with Clayton. I would go with flight. I think that would be super fun to just get to to fly around in the, in the air, feel the warm or cool air in your face. And oh gosh, <laughs> it'd be so fun. You just get to see everything from a different perspective. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, back to the holiday, they both answered Thanksgiving, which I thought was pretty serendipitous considering that this episode was aired the week of Thanksgiving. Nice work, ABC. Yeah, they really timed that out really well. Maybe that's why the episodes were timed the way they were so they could have that Thanksgiving answer. Probably not. But ABC, I am thankful for your writing genius. Yes, good production. Um, <laughs> the they kind of finish up the this portion of the date in the museum in an, the second planetarium 
of the season. And uh, there was this comment uh, where I think it was Michelle said, I wonder what we'll see. And uh, I just wrote down, she's going to be thinking about Martin because that's what she said after their one-on-one, that every time she looks up at the sky, she's going to be thinking about Martin. And so um, hopefully not for Clayton. Hopefully for Clayton's sake, that's not what was happening. But I thought that she... Uh, probably shouldn't have made that hasty of a, of a comment about Martin. Maybe she purposefully planned a second planetarium date within one season to purge her memory of mm. Martin among the <laughs> stars because at this point it's been so tainted. Surely she knows. He's not. There's no way that she's going to meet Martin's family. Like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's time to let go of the connection she has with him and the stars. So here, we'll do it with Clayton. That's my hope because, yeah. I mean, how crazy. There's rarely anything repeated within one season of The Bachelor besides Hot Tub. And Planetarium is just too niche. So... Yeah. That's my thought. Bye-bye, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else on that uh, first part of the date? I just loved how many smiles Clayton mm. was flashing. Such yeah. a great smile. Yeah, he does have, he has a great big and, and just really warm, great smile. Uh, so we're back at with the men and the group date card comes out. So whoever is not on this group date gets to go on the final one-on-one for this episode. And so group date card is Rick, Rodney, Nate, Joe, Martin, and Olu. Uh, Olu and Brandon were the two who hadn't had one-on-ones yet. And so, uh, at this point, Olu not getting another one-on-one, he should probably just go home at this point. Cause I don't know if we've ever seen someone go to hometowns without getting a one-on-one. Um, no, he knows his fate, but I think that he has some final acts. Yeah. He has some, he has some planned. plans later on in this episode, but uh, so that leaves um, Brandon with the one-on-one, and uh, but this group date card is love is messy, and so we're gonna have to see what that entails. Girl, you know what's on. messy is sending home four men in one episode. That's yeah, tough stuff. That's tough, tough. Um, but speaking of sending men home, it is time for the dinner nighttime portion. Of the one-on-one date no. with Clayton. And kind of from the get-go, there's definitely, uh, I think, a bit of a shift in tone. Whereas they were having a lot of fun and it was all smiles while they're at the museum. Uh, I think there was a, a noticeable kind of pall over this dinner from Michelle. I think that her face was just kind of, she, I think, knew what she had to do. And she, I don't even think, smiled once during this entire conversation. She was just very, I think she was just very serious. It was kind of tough to watch it in that light because, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of obvious what was going to happen. And it was sad because I think for at least the beginning part of the date, I thought, oh, wow, maybe Clayton will get a hometown and then depart, be the one to depart and not make it through to Fantasy Suites. But um, I think that they had to probably... Get him out sooner um, since they probably knew he was going to be The Bachelor at this point. I just think that depending on how calculated ABC really is, if they had their eyes on him prior to this one-on-one of being The Bachelor and somehow manipulated the situation in any way to send him home early... That would just really hurt my spirits because, I mean, 
That's crazy. You can't be looking in this current cast for someone until they're clearly out of the picture and Clayton made it pretty far. I also think that his interactions on the one-on-one and with the kids would have been the pivotal moment where, you know, if I was a producer, I would start thinking of him seriously as a candidate. But obviously, he's still a contestant on this season. Maybe he's going to get to the end with Michelle. And I'm just hoping that they didn't get in the middle of that in any way. Um, But, you know, also this production wrapped a few months ago. They could have, you know, started reaching out to him after that send-off. I definitely think that... Michelle probably made the autonomous decision that she didn't feel that connection with him um, to meet his family all the way, but it was such a good date, and I think in any other situation, if we didn't know the information we knew about him being The Bachelor, it would have been kind of surprising that he didn't get a rose at the end. Yeah, I think so too. I, I And I mean, I think that it is kind of hard to analyze it knowing that he's going to be the bachelor, but I I guess I can see how she didn't really have that as much of a connection with him compared to some of the other men. Um, But yeah, I think just the, what we saw immediately previous to this, um, which is how much fun they were having. um, And like, even like the kiss and the planetarium that they shared um, seemed very passionate and, and um, good. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it was definitely surprising, but um I think Clayton still had some things to say. He feel like he had finally warmed up to the process. This was kind of the storyline for Clayton was that he was in his shell, um, but he was finally starting to come out of it uh, for Michelle. Um, but he he kind of talks more about how he has been had been living his life the previous, I don't know, five years or whatever, um, you know, chasing things to kind of show off or show that he was worth something you know, career, job, sports, all these things. Um, and I think that he he thought that he kind of forgot about the importance of dating in the midst of that. And so, um, but he now has a better grasp on who he is and is now open to love. Um, so we're starting to see kind of the, the classic Bachelor storyline of, you know, finally, it's it's been a long time, but, you know, I think I'm now ready and open to find love whatever it takes right yeah I mean I think that it will feel a little bit sudden for him to move on to his own season because I really think he fell for Michelle he was just so enthusiastic and always happy to see her committed to the process um just very very intentional about knowing he needed to open up more and telling her that and what he wanted and so I I think they connected well and I'm just hoping that jumping into The Bachelor even though he's ready to find love in general that he takes the time he needs to process his breakup from Michelle um so you know we'll see I I have a good feeling about his season yeah I think it should be I think it should be all right but um you know, back, we go back to the men again. Um, and the immediate thing we get this shot of Rick and I just thought that Rick looked like he just woke up from a nap. He was, maybe he had gone to bed early. They, they called them. They said, Hey, you need to wake up and come down here. Cause we need you guys to talk about whether or not Clayton's going to get a rose. And so that's what they do. They talk about, um, 
you know, what do they think? Do they think Clayton is going to come back with the Rose? Um, Martin thinks that he would be surprised if Clayton came back with the Rose. Uh, and I think in that moment, I was like, oh, Martin, what does Martin know? He's going to, he's going to get a Rose. This is, this is all going great. Uh, but surprisingly, Martin ended up being, being correct. Um, so back at the dinner, um, Michelle said something about how she thinks that the fear of being alone is worse than actually being alone. I think that she, this whole season has been really good at, I don't even think she said once, has once said something like, thanks for sharing. I don't think she's ever said anything to that effect, um, which I think like Matt James just said constantly. I think that was just his like go-to, like, thanks for sharing. Um, she's been really good at kind of, uh, kind of reciprocating, um, you know, she hasn't always been able to say, oh, here's, here's my equally sad story. Um, but she's been able to kind of show that she is listening and, um, kind of reflectively, um, reflexively listening. What's reflective listening? Is that what it's called? (laughs) Okay. Um, and, but, but yeah, she basically ends up grabbing the rose and, Uh, telling them that, you know, he's great on paper, but when she really thinks about it, when it comes down to it, she doesn't think that she's ready to meet his family. And so that's kind of sad. We, we see the letdown for Clayton and it was just kind of a big bummer, but. It was so sad and I hate every time that the lead always has to grab the rose on the one-on-one when she or he knows that they're not gonna give it to the person it's like the worst letdown oh it it's it's worse than when you send someone home during a rose ceremony because at least it's like there's no roses left but in situations where you get sent home on a one-on-one it's like there's a rose right there on the table Mm -hmm. yeah but so Clayton, uh, as he is being walked, walked to the limo and as he's talking in the limo, he is, uh, talking about his last relationship and how it ended and how it kind of left him wondering if, you know, where he went wrong. He, he kind of had that feeling of like, oh, I must've done something wrong. I think we've all been there where we get broken up with and we, we thought that we, didn't measure up or or whatnot but uh he he knows that he can't go there he needs to uh not let himself go back into his shell which is kind of what, how he wants to what he feels like he wants to do um but I think he knows that he needs to kind of keep his chin up and and not let this kind of discourage him too much where is this ex-girlfriend because if she lives here in Missouri we could interview her and really get a grasp on Clayton's relationship history mm, yeah. and who he is as a boyfriend. Clayton, Clayton's ex-girlfriend, if you're listening, hit us up. Slide into our DMs. We love to chat. I, uh, I just loved how even after this super sad night, uh, Clayton still got his formal goodbye with the kids who loved him so much. And this was another great opportunity for him to really sell himself as the next Bachelor. But the kids wrote letters to him and somebody informed them that he didn't get the rose, that he was going home. And so in their letters, they said, I'm so sorry that you didn't get picked, but 
I really thought you'd make a great husband and all this stuff. It was so, so sweet. And Clayton's shedding tears. I'm shedding a tear. It was just adorable stuff and a great way for him to reflect on the journey and talk about how he, you know, really wants to find love and have all of America fall for him so that we get hype about the fact that he is going to be the next Bachelor and we've known the whole time that he's been a contestant. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, after reading the letters, he gives a bit of a, a testimonial or what a confessional. I think that's confessional. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that they kind of play in the premiere of his season of just him, you know, kind of through tears talking about how he's just so ready for love and how he'd do anything for, to find love. Um, Clayton, I don't know if you've, if you have, uh, watched any of the last few seasons, but the track record for being on the show, not so great. Uh, I don't know if this is actually the move if you're really wanting to find love, but I think that he, he will be probably a, a decent bachelor. I don't know. We'll have to see. Definitely. We're hopeful. Uh, anything else on Clayton before we say goodbye to him forever until January? M-I-Z. M-I-Z-O-U. Uh, <laughs> But so now it's time for the group date and it's at a farm. Uh, they've gone out into the countryside somewhere in Minnesota to a dairy farm. Uh, Michelle is looking for a man who is not afraid to get his hands dirty. Um, and so I think that if we had to guess, there's definitely a few of these men who are a little bit afraid to get their hands dirty. Uh, Martin, Nate. <laughs> yeah, maybe Brandon. I, Brandon did okay, but I think that he was more in that camp as well. Uh, but there was definitely some men who really shined a lot more than others in this date. Uh, so first, the uh, you get this cow milking, and right away Rodney's talking about how he has given up cow's milk. He drinks like almond milk now, and oat milk, yo, and oat milk. We got an oat milk shout out. Uh, Lexi's Lexi's favorite in her Starbucks drinks, um, which I have to I have to say Lexi a funny story about Lexi and oat milk. She thought that oat milk oat milk would be healthier to put in her <laughs> drinks to get oat milk, but it turns out that oat milk has a lot more calories than but now it's, than cow's milk. It tastes so much better, and I can't go back. See, I don't know if I actually like the oat milk better. I think that I've preferred the non oat milk ones. It just has more of like a of like an oaty taste to it that I don't like as much. Oh, I love me some oats. But anyway, uh, so they do cow milking um, with varied success. I think that Rodney and Joe were maybe the two best at that. Um, Michelle is starting to be worried about Martin. Um, he Same. does not seem interested in touching an udder at all. I think he was like pinching the teats with like two fingers, like his thumb and forefinger. It was just pretty sad to see um you know i think that are cows too high maintenance for you martin i don't know (laughs) but it seems like at this point if you're in the final eight you've got to do whatever it takes to really show that you're willing to do what it takes he's just clearly not the man for michelle and honestly he has been um basically trying to sell the fact that he's not the man for the michelle (laughs) In what he's been saying and what he believes about women and how they should be and who he is and what he likes to do. And so it's like, hey, 
why don't you just put the cherry on top of the no Martin Sunday and fail this group date? <laughs> no Martin Sunday. So oh, that's what he does. He really, oh man, he just is, he is uh, he's a, he's ready a to He's a piece of work, yeah. Uh, but Joe wins the milking challenge and Michelle quips that he is good at handling teats. Ha ha ha, Michelle. Michelle with Someone, the jokes. Someone's thinking about fantasy suites. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see which route she goes with fantasy suites. But then after they milk the the mama cows, they get to take some of that milk that they just milked and bottle feed some calves. This was so adorable, so cute. And really the only thing from this that we saw was that Joe was a favorite of the calves of course he just knew how to handle them he was so sweet with them and so tender and gentle and i think that's about the only thing that we got from this portion of the date was that joe uh was the favorite did i miss anything on that no i mean the only opinions that matter this week are the kids and the calves and we we know what the cow calves the calves chose which is good old minnesota joe minnesota joe uh and then the joe is just trying to sweep this whole group date he they then get to take that milk that they that they milked and turn it into some butter i guess it wouldn't be the milk it would be the cream but anyway uh they have some old-fashioned butter churns and they're just going to town on them but Joe is the most efficient. He knows, he seems to know what he's doing. And uh, yeah, he also wins the butter churning challenge. This was a shock to me because I had to churn butter during pioneer days in elementary school. And it takes a ton of muscle. And so I'm surprised Rodney or Swolu didn't really just knock him dead on this challenge. Well, I think that there's some technique involved and not just raw strength. You're right. I mean, 100%. But they were, like, not even a close second. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually done a butter churn. Maybe I have. But I've definitely done the thing where you get the cream and you, like, put it in a jar and, like, shake it by hand. And it takes so long. Ooh. Have you never... Have you ever done that? No. Oh, that's, like, what we did. We did that one time. Uh, At homeschool? Yeah. And we, like, we double... We multitasked while we were... I don't know, listening to some, some reading about history or whatever. Wow. We were like shaking, we were like shaking our <laughs> jars with, with the cream in it to, gotta uh, to love, make better. Gotta love homeschool. Yeah. Uh, you do gotta love homeschooling because uh, it's the best. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the next portion of the date, which was some good old fashioned poop scoop in. They just went out into a whole corral covered in poop and just had to scoop it up into wheelbarrows. A little bit of a team effort. Um, One man on the wheelbarrow, one man on the shovel. Uh, Pretty quickly in, Nate um, pretends to be hurt so that he can go steal a moment with Michelle. Maybe he actually hurt his back a little bit, but it seems unlikely uh, that you would hurt yourself just scooping up some poop. Snake move. No, I don't, but it seemed like <laughs> Michelle was really into it, though. He went over to kind of kiss her. They were laughing. She was giggling, and he was stealing some kisses. But I think Rodney really nipped that right in the bud and sent him back to work while then stealing some time for himself. 
go Rodney. I love his playfulness, and I feel like he's more natural. Yeah, Rodney has been uh, a little bit of a dark horse all season. Uh, He did get an early one-on-one, but uh, he seems to be defying all odds and the friend zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe the underdog, uh, best underdog ever. Well, I don't know. The fact that... um, who is it that made hometowns in Katie's season? He made top two. And we can't even remember his name. Uh, Justin? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's funny. But I can assure because you. Because Greg, yeah. Justin is definitely a darker horse um, in terms For of sure. that was such just a shock. the mystery of his rise. Yeah. Well, then I think even sh- more shocking than Justin was the fact that, uh, was it Brendan made it into like the top six or whatever? um the canadian guy the canadian firefighter with like the with like the the hair oh and i didn't think that was as shocking as oh, Justin I just thought being that, final two well he was only final two because michael left and um greg left and greg yeah which but, i mean andrew should have been top four but whatever <laughs> but i just i think that that was a shock but anyway rodney is also um an underdog rising to the top has had more screen time than justin ever had up to this point too so yeah, that's for sure well like a one-on-one so or i guess J- i guess justin had a later on later but, on yeah um yeah so anything else on on the farm date i think that this was a really great date for the minute this point because i think there has been an issue with arrogance among some of the men, Jamie, Martin, Nate, I've thought a bit. And uh, honestly, you need that Midwestern humility to mm. set yourself up for a life in the Midwest. And I think for whoever ends up with Michelle, they're going to be in Minnesota for the foreseeable future. And if you don't drive with that culture, then it's going to be really tough for you. And so I think that, you know, you don't have to be a farmer to live in the Midwest. God knows that I'm not. But... You got to have a heart like a farmer. And, (laughs) um, you know, I've got that. (laughs) Well, maybe. But, yeah, no, you do. Um, I think that that's a good insight. I think that the – hopefully, Michelle is not just thinking about what guy gives her the most butterflies or, you know, the most quote-unquote chemistry, but that she really does – that she is considering the the bigger picture of – what kind of guy is going to jive with with the place that she loves so absolutely um and yeah i don't know I, we could we could talk all about how we think the other guys fit but uh we should just go to the nighttime portion of the date um so nate gets the first time he uh has some additional things to tell michelle he realizes that probably they need to know each other a little more before she meets his family um and Which is good because he <laughs> yeah, did not smart. say anything on his one-on-one. It was her talking. Yeah. We, uh, as the show often is, sometimes you get some people at hometowns where they don't know hardly anything about each other, or at least we don't know anything about them and we have, haven't seen it. Um, but Nate, uh, his kind of big revelation here is that his dad uh, had some rules and among them was that to not talk to him about girls. So Nate wasn't really able to bring girls home. Uh, and, but he feels like now 
Michelle is a girl that he could bring home and introduce to her, his dad. So I think that probably this is foreshadowing a little bit of maybe some stuff that we'll see from Nate's dad. Maybe that'll be a, a fun hometown, some drama, some intrigue, and uh, hopefully we, we get a kind of a tough parent. Um, those are always fun. Um, but Nate is falling for Michelle, and um, and she's feeling really strongly about him as well. I think that this is the first of her, uh, you know, my my heart, my mind is going a million miles an hour comments. She says that about another one of the guys later. Um, but yeah, pretty good time from, from Nate. He uh, definitely expands a little bit more on his backstory and ties that into why he, that he's ready for a hometown, um, which we, we know he's going to get. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good time from Nate. Yeah, I think we needed to see more from him. I think the last hometown I remember with a really big father-son relationship issue was Dean Unglert on Rachel's season. Mm. And that was incredibly awkward and a really uh, devastating hometown. And just that, yeah, I felt really bad for Rachel too because I felt like she didn't really get to know them because their own drama um overshadowed the night so we'll see what happens with Nate and his dad obviously I hate that for him um if he can't really share who is important to him in his life um because of the walls that his dad has up so yeah I mean obviously love the entertainment but I hate rooting for family tension yeah that's true we just got to get an Aunt Lindsay on every season. I know. That was good. Or a Barb. Because Aunt Lindsay and Barb both love their children. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the situation. But then they're so savage and hilarious. And it's so like, good. this is the, this is like the good uh, equilibrium of hometown drama. So that yeah. was great. Um, Joe, we learn, had grandparents who owned a dairy farm so go figure minnesota joe joe has had a huge advantage now in two of the group dates that he's been on um and he's really capitalized on on both of those and they've really uh set it up for for joe to to be a frontrunner even um on the group dates that he's been on it's almost if abc producers thoroughly researched men in her life that they could bring on to dominate and then designed a whole season around their success oh look at that tinfoil hat you're wearing i don't know um but yeah i mean that's probably they they probably knew what they were up to um with joe but um time with rick feels natural but um michelle is having a hard time figuring out what she's gonna do which is not a good thought to have right after talking to someone (laughs) i think that's the first time i was like well rick might not actually be a strong contender for that fourth spot yeah that's tough because she just said after talking to him that (laughs) she didn't know she's starting to get confused which sucks because i mean after like the last couple episodes we thought for sure rick was like a lock for hometowns and i thought for sure (laughs) I thought you thought that I thought you agreed that Rick was probably going to make a hometowns at least at that point. I like saw your theory, but I wasn't ever as confident as you. Hmm. 
Oh, well. But uh, Michelle has some time to talk to Rodney. She wants to know more about what makes Rodney tick. What's What makes him the way that he is. Um, and then they kiss. <laughs> it was just kind of like, I want to know why you are the way that you are. And then they just like make out. Uh, I thought that was funny. Hey, a kiss can say a thousand words. Mm, yeah, it's like a picture. <laughs> um, Martin is worried that his last time with Michelle didn't go smoothly. You think? Cue the dramatic music, the tension music. But he thinks that Michelle hasn't worked through some childhood trauma and thinks that it's immature. Mm, mm, Martin, no, no. Like, I, I just think it's one thing to have some feedback for the lead, which certainly this show doesn't really encourage. Um, the lead has to always be right, whatever. Um, and I think that that can be unhealthy. But this is not feedback. This is straight criticism. And it's not contextualized or informed. Right, and and I didn't um, get this part right. He, and he wasn't even giving it to her. He was telling this Them. to like Olu and Rick, right? Um, which is stupid to do. And gossip, especially when if he's paying attention, he knows that Olu ain't going nowhere. So why would you uh, tell this to a man who has nothing to lose? Very poor st- strategy from from Martin. He, I think I think he's trying to send himself probably home. Martin probably also read the writing on the wall knew that he he wasn't going nowhere so thought that he might go out with a bang but that you know do we we don't even like probably want to even see him on paradise like I think he's just one of these guys like Yosef or something who we don't even want to see any more of you <laughs> no. um like I don't even know if we want him to have a redemption arc there's like I would rather see like more of Jamie probably because uh, Jamie at least had some, like, likable characteristics. And, like, I don't know. Martin just doesn't seem that likable at all. I think he really didn't connect with Michelle. And, um, honestly, was trying to get himself out of the situation. I think he was surprised he received a rose last week. Just like all of America. <laughs> Probably. And, I don't know. I just don't think he really likes her. But you need to respectfully leave the show and say hey I don't think that this you know is gonna work out versus just openly criticizing her to others like and of course ABC is gonna air that like (laughs) yeah um but so Olu recognizing the position he's in uh goes straight to Michelle with this information and she really appreciates that yeah that he told her um and so she then confronts martin about it and uh i mean i don't have a ton to say about this he handles it about as you would expect he feigns surprise that she's saying this he kind of like talks over her and interrupts her a lot and um like says that he apologizes for like maybe speaking over her which he literally just did um and you know overall he's just kind of a jerk and uh she and you know talks to her in a way that she doesn't want to be talked to and so um you know she she walks him out uh and then in the limo he just the trash just um just keeps talking just keeps put digging itself into a deeper pit as it as it goes out and he says that a woman like that doesn't deserve his time um clearly it's just not a match that um anyone wants and i don't know how he's gonna 
um, man, he thinks that the girls in Miami are, are needy or um, whatever the word he high used. Maintenance. High maintenance. Why would anyone outside of Miami seeing this want to have any interest in him? No. I don't know. Nobody Crazy. wants a boyfriend that speaks about them like the way he speaks about Michelle. It's just, oh gosh, maybe his frontal lobe is not fully developed because this is some crazy stuff right yeah. here. Uh, anything else on the group date? Oh, um, Nate gets the group date, Rose. Um, not a lot to say about that. I think that, which maybe was surprising because he didn't do the best. Um, I think Joe probably would have been a more obvious choice, but, um, yeah, she gives the group date rose to Nate. And um yeah, so anything else? Anything else about the group date? I guess we're gonna go to his hometown and see that tension unfold. So yeah. here we go. Yeah, buckle up. Um but now so it's Brandon one on one time. Um Michelle, um as we've discussed, uh, you know, Michelle thinks of Brandon as a high school student and uh, as do I <laughs> no I know that's that's the joke um and yeah so being of Brandon makes her her feel like she's back in high school and so she decides to or at least maybe the kids supposedly planned a date to feel kind of a high school date you go get some ice cream <laughs> you hang out at home when your parents are gone <laughs> um but yeah they they go to an ice cream place that's only open in the summer that Michelle used to enjoy um, and then they, they go back, uh, to, they not go back. They, she drives him to her the house that she grew up in. Um, and you know, the, we get the like, oh yeah, my parents, they're gone. They're gone for the afternoon. So we can just hang out here. You wouldn't know that feeling. What? <laughs> but the anticipation, the mystery, the scandal. I, I know the feeling. It's a like, uh, oh, my roommate's gone. <laughs> Zeke! <laughs> um, but yeah, so the this this line ended up, of course, being um, a bit of a setup. I'm still a little bit new at this, so I can't say that I was like, oh, of course the parents are going to show up as soon as they said that. But in retrospect, that seemed pretty obvious that like the, you know, oh, my parents aren't home. <laughs> um, and so they are looking at her senior photos, there was this funny, hilarious moment where um, he said, oh, your teeth look so straight. You know, it's one of these moments where you compliment someone, but don't realize the implications that, like, there might be some comparison of, you know, you know, oh, your teeth used to be so straight, or, oh, you were so cute. It's like, well, what about now? Um, and she kind of calls him on that. She says, oh, are they not now? And he kind of laughs it off. Um, the the uh you, you can just imagine that you know if it would have been like martin on this date he would have said something like that you would have had this dramatic music and and her not responding so that definitely gives you an idea that she's comfortable with brandon <laughs> that she's not like on high alert for stuff that he's saying um she's you know being quick and, and noticing things that he says but not taking them too seriously um yeah it's something that i think you've learned is um you know guys are not always aware of the implications of their words <laughs> yeah but it's also like i mean it's you just like notice something and you don't like you don't mean it to say oh 
they're not now. It's just like, oh, I just noticed that in this picture, how straight your teeth are. I think I totally like, just like you relate to what Brandon was saying, I totally relate to Michelle's reaction and just like taking one um, phrase and then like putting it into my computer and like pulling up all of these like comparisons and be like what does he think now like you know i just think it's so funny how we operate oh yeah and that's one of my like joke that's a a fun way to like tease someone or like to be kind of like jokingly mean towards someone is like if you see like a picture of them as a kid and you're like oh you used to be so cute what happened um the worst (laughs) um you know maybe i do that with my siblings who knows um but yeah they are like sitting up in her bedroom on her bed it's just classic more classic high school stuff oh it's so high school and i think that at this point when you're considering meeting the families of these men you're looking for a husband and she's still saying oh brandon reminds me of being in high school well that's not exactly what you want to think about the man that you're about to be engaged to and committing to for life is your hope and so I don't know I'm glad that like you and I have those more um I don't know teenagery moments but when I think of you I'm like you're a mature man ready to be a husband and I just don't see that in Brandon. And the producers are really playing to the fact that they don't see that in Brandon either. His personality sure doesn't give any any, any indication of maturity. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I'm glad Michelle's having fun with it. But surely she's got to be thinking, like, I have a completely different vibe with all of the other guys at yeah, this point. It definitely feels that way. Um, but they... Michelle suggests some hot tub time. Um, Brandon doesn't have trunks, but he can just wear her dad's trunks, which I think this is weird. I wouldn't want to do this. Um, But Brandon is just like so thrilled to be where he's at to be like dating Michelle. Um, That and he's just kind of lost in the moment. He is going to do whatever Michelle suggests. And so he uh, goes for it. And they are just sitting in the hot tub, making out. And Brandon just says, what could go wrong? <laughs> Bring in the parents. Bring in the parents. Um, and, of course, the the parents of Michelle drive up from whatever they were doing, um, which, which was, you know, waiting for, for the producers to tell them to come in. <laughs> uh, and uh, they come in and interrupt their hot tub time stumble upon them in the hot tub they say what's going on oh i know Um, how this feels oh do you (laughs) the first time i met um this guy's dad uh i was like we were kissing on the couch (laughs) nothing like nothing crazy but we were just kissing and he came down and like he totally you know saw us kissing um i'm sure because the next thing I know, I hear his voice and he's right there. And, like, that's mm. just weird to see when you've never even met this person before. Yeah. And you just make all of these assumptions in your mind about who they are because you just saw them kissing your son. 
And I, like, you just, oh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> no, no, no. But it didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this definitely could have been a disaster for Brandon, but it ends up going pretty well, about as well as it could have gone. Um, they kind of played off all cool. I think that there is acknowledgement that he's wearing uh, her dad's swim trunks. That was kind of a funny moment. Um, but they end up just kind of getting dressed again and sitting out in the backyard, having some conversation. They are, uh, you know, lobbing him these softball questions and he's hitting them out of the park. Um, and he's doing pretty well. I, I would say that he, he handles this super well. Um, he, he handles the ambush well, uh, and that's a good sign for Brandon. Um, but then he, in a, a pretty stunning move, which actually doesn't make a ton of sense if you think about it, he like asks for a moment to speak to them privately and kind of preemptively asks for their blessing. He says like, you know, I'm old. He says he's an old soul, which is like hilarious to hear. Um, but we, we do get some information later that kind of helps us understand to contextualize that comment. Um, stay tuned. Um, and he... Yeah, he's like, so um, I'm, I have an old soul, or I'm an old soul, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I wouldn't want to marry someone without getting their parents' blessing first, and so they are just like, we trust Michelle, whatever decision she makes, like, we're fine with it, whatever. Um, this is wild, because first of all, this is their first date. Second of all, I would have <laughs> never expected this from Brandon, since he's so high school. For sure. And so swagger. Third of all, this is a more extensive conversation than most leads have and like just a more formal way of asking for the blessing than most people do on the second to last day when they're like picking out the rings and they know that they're going to propose and they're asking for the blessing. And this is honestly more extensive than the question that you asked my mom. When you were going to propose to me, like he's going all for it. And so um, it was just honestly a shock, but he did it well. They responded very well. I mean, like not specific. They were just like, whatever, like we trust Michelle, but not negatively in any way, shape or form. So that was surprising to me, too. It, it all went way better than, than I could have anticipated. Yeah, I wonder if he doesn't realize that if he were to make it into the top two, that then he would have a chance to, like, talk to them more. Um, because that's typically when you ask for the blessing is when you're in the top two and you're supposed to meet, then meet her parents for the first time. Um, maybe He must just not realize that. Or maybe he is, like, pulling this curveball now in order to strengthen his relationship with Michelle so that he can make it into the top That's two. true. That could because be a thing. nobody is blind here. Everybody knows that Nate and Joe are top dogs. They mm -hmm. even know it because they try to segment themselves off and compete directly with each other on group dates yeah. because they know that they're, on, they're the only competition right now. And so if he, you know, has this thing where he's like, I actually asked for your parents' blessing tonight and, like, drops the L word or something, like, that could push him over the edge um, and potentially into the top two instead of, like, saving all that for that time when he would be in the top two because he might not make it into the top two without this, you know, yeah, Hail Mary. That's true. That's fair. Um 
But yeah, Brandon tells Michelle he has, or he at least says to the cameras that he has something special planned for later. I wrote maybe an I love you. Um, so who knows? Um, but we get to that nighttime portion of the date and um, Brandon talks about uh, who, or she asks him who um, she'll be meeting on a, on a hometown if, if he gets it. Um, you know, it's his parents, his brother, um, but he wishes really that she could meet his grandpa who um, had passed away, um, but he was Brandon's best friend. So there's kind of what I was talking about. I could see, uh, you know, if your grandparent is your best friend, how that could kind of make you feel like you had an old soul um, or that you were an old soul. Um, but Brandon thinks that she can see um, how his grandpa had influenced him and just kind of how he lights up a room. Um, and there we have it. Brandon is falling in love with Michelle. And uh, I mean, I think I believe it. I think he's just head over heels. He's just um, over the moon for uh, just about the situation he's in. I think he's he's uh, just, you know, he's riding high. Um, and then we get this really long makeout that they're talking about it and they're showing cuts of them making out. And Maybe the parents will come back. <laughs> and interrupt them. Maybe so. Um, but Michelle is just being surprised by Brandon every day. Uh, and, you know, I think same. I uh, wasn't, I, I'm not sure I expected Brandon to get a, a hometown. Um, but here we are. It's like, wow, like what a date. Uh, I think that you could even see a world in which he, I don't know if I can see it. I don't know if there's a world in which he wins, but I could see a world in which he sneaks into the top two. Maybe so. It's, it's really wild. But Michelle thinks that it's very possible that she could fall in love with Brandon. And tonight feels like the start of that. So look out for Brandon. Crazy. Great date though for him. Um... So then that date is over. We get back to the men uh, talking about, of course, as they always do, this is a very important cocktail for me. I just need some more time to solidify with Michelle. They kind of know that there's probably one more. There's like four, three of them that are kind of fighting for that last spot. Um, and then, of course, no cocktail party. The cocktail party has been canceled. The process is working. Michelle knows what she wants to do. And so we go straight to the rose ceremony. Um, so Nate and Brandon have date roses. Martin and Clayton are already gone. And so that leaves Joe, Rodney, Olu, and Rick for the remaining two spots. Um, and those two spots go to Joe, of course, and then Rodney. And so Olu and Rick go home. Hmm. Um, I think Olu, definitely fan favorite. We hope we'll see him on Paradise and, you know, I hope we see more of Rick, too. I want to see him on Paradise. I I really liked him this season. He was maybe one of my favorites, which I was surprised at because, you know, he entered in on, like, the, the catering tray and, like, his head in a salad. And uh, it was kind of maybe strange and, and weird a little bit, uh, but turned out to be, like, I think really great. Um, and I think that he will – we'll have to think about um, – which of the women like from that's the problem though is like all the girls from Matt James's season are like 24 and like super like ditzy and immature well Rick is not spunky enough for paradise I just don't think he's gonna be asked to do that interesting okay well that's fair um he's gonna meet some girl that's perfect for him in real life yeah maybe (laughs) he's a real life love finder yeah um anything else on this episode 
I am just thankful that Olu was savage, but also encouraging mm-hmm. and just so real. You know, that this is my tribute to Olu. Yeah, great run for Olu. I think that, um, you know, when the season started, I didn't, didn't necessarily see him going too far, but um glad that we got to see uh see more of him um than we maybe expected and definitely hope to see more of him in the future yeah as for the top four i think that these are all going to be good hometowns very different vibes i think you know with nate we're going to see his family tension and drama Brandon, I'm interested to see what his family thinks about his mm-hmm. readiness for marriage. Yeah. Perhaps they too think that he's still a little bit stuck in high school. Joe, I don't know much about his family or what they'll they'll be like. I know he mentioned that his father was pretty serious and didn't show much emotion. So I'm interested to see their dynamic um, and, and how that goes because Joe has been pretty picture perfect um Mm -hmm. with his whole minnesota thing this whole time and um you know i'm wondering if he has the picture perfect minnesota family compared to michelle's picture perfect minnesota family i think that that'll i think in terms of comparing her family to anybody else's she's going to be most critical of joe's so that'll be interesting and then rodney total wild card i mean i think it's just going to be a fun heartwarming time and if something goes drastically wrong at any of the other houses Rodney might sneak his way into fantasy suites just Mm. because I think it's gonna be a problem free fine enough hometown visit for him yeah I can I think even just like I'm trying to remember if he if we got like any background on his family during his one-on-one or during any of the conversations I feel like Maybe one of his parents, like his dad left or something. I don't remember. I, I don't really but, recall either. But like, unless there's something like that, I mean, just like the, kind of the fun and goofy guy he is, um, you just have to think that his parents are probably great. I don't know. That's kind of how I think about things. Yeah. But yeah. Well, if um, if you don't have anything else, um, we can probably call it an episode. Um, if you have been listening and... Um, you know, have any comments or questions about what we think or want to tell us about what you think, um, we definitely want to hear your feedback. Um, if you have things that you want us to talk more about or things that you want us to talk less about in general, um, during these recaps, we definitely want to hear, hear that feedback so we can always be getting better. You can reach out to us on Instagram, um, or by email. Um, we've got the links to both of those in the show notes. Um, so yeah, reach out. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. This has been In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall.